They are beautiful. You can consume them in 30 seconds and they take zero brain work. Okay. If it works for those two companies, it will work for yours. Okay. Manage your listings, collect emails and send a bi-weekly newsletter or weekly if you can. If you do that alone, you will outperform your competition. Welcome to Whisking It All with your host, Angelus Pizzito, co-founder of Whisk.ai, a food and beverage intelligence platform. We're going to be interviewing hospitality professionals around the world to really understand how they do what they do. Welcome to another episode of Whisking It All. We're here today with Rev Ciancio, co-founder and CMO of Handcraft Burgers and Brew and head of revenue marketing for Branded Hospitality Ventures. Rev, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited. Thank you for everybody who's listening. It's an honor. It's great to have you here. As always, we like to start off the show with what you do. So uh, obviously I know a little, but can you just tell people a bit about Handcraft Burgers and Brew to start, and then we'll jump more into Branded Hospitality Ventures uh, in, in a little bit. But love to hear quick background on what it is that you do. Handcraft Burgers and Brew is a smash burger concept located in Bryant Park, New York. We serve certified Angus beef, fresh, never frozen, smash style burgers. We also do fresh cut French fries, which a lot of people don't do anymore. Mm. We have deep fried hot dogs. We call those rippers spicy chicken sandwiches there's one salad on the menu and then craft beer so it's pretty cool we opened it just over two years ago and uh you know this is a crazy thing to me but we got named one of the 20 outstanding operators of the year by food on demand which uh for context of people who've not seen that list we shared that list this year with chipotle papa john's sweet green and a bunch of other restaurants way way out of our league in terms of (laughs) So. <laughs> that's amazing congrats congrats thank to that you. that's really cool and, and i still think it was a mistake but we're great <laughs> hey you'll take it that's awesome no that's and that sounds delicious um i always like to understand the story behind like what got you where you are today so like i find it interesting how people ended up in hospitality i find you know i was actually chatting with with chip chip close and we're talking about how people usually get to hospitality through the side oh, door <laughs> yeah exactly you know the side door or the back door so i love to know like were you always a hospitality guy or how, how how'd you kind of end up in this world it's an interesting question um so i'm a serial agency owner uh and i used to be in the music business and when I started the music business, I wrote a column for a local magazine reviewing records and and going to shows and talking about live shows. And I got sick of like writing about work. Uh, so I wanted to write about something else because I just enjoy the art of writing. Uh, and so I started doing food reviews. Okay. Uh, and in 2008, I launched a website called BurgerConquest.com uh, where I would go and review hamburgers. Uh, and eventually over time, like every year I developed that website and developed and developed, but I became one of the top three hamburger bloggers, uh, in the world. Yes, that's a thing. Um, and I started like, you know, one out of every 10 posts or something was more about like what restaurants could do with their marketing. Restaurants started calling me and being like, Hey, you know, the thing that you do for in the music business, cause I managed bands. Right. They were like, Oh, could you, uh, could you help us do it with a restaurant? I was like, I don't know. I know how to use. Instagram, let's go try it. <laughs> and so the agency life kind of chose me in that regard. Wow. But uh, I also, me in 2010, me and a couple of buddies uh, lived out a lifelong dream to own a bar. Uh, and so we opened a bar, but it was kind of like the music industry bar. So it was kind of like mixing both words. And then, that's cool. you know, when I eventually decided to leave the music business, I was like, I am so enthralled and in love with uh, the hospitality business. And that was kind of it. Wow. That's really cool. And how, like, I'm just thinking about the power of 
content and how you were top three, you know, hamburger, uh, you know, reviewers. It almost reminds me of, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Dave Portnoy with his pizza review or, or one bite or, or whatever. And it sounds like you were doing that for a while. So like what, what kind of got you into the content game? Cause that's a theme I always like, and I've only been doing it the last like two plus years. And part of it was, you know, inspiration from, from other people in the industry. Um, but I'd love to hear from you. Like, what well, kind of gave you that courage to just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna just start reviewing hamburgers. I'm gonna post online. I'm gonna." Well, if you're asking about what got me in the content game, yeah, um, I, I I would have to go back to two. It would have been when do I graduate college? Whatever my 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 senior year of high school. Let's put it okay. that. Um, I was obsessed with hip hop, and at the time, I'm a little bit old. Uh, the only place to get hip hop was UMTV raps, or if you could find a local station that played it, otherwise it just wasn't a thing <laughs> other than like, you know, DJ Yazzie Jeff and the Fresh <laughs> who I also like and respect. Yeah, yeah. But there was an underground hip hop show at WDET out of Detroit that on Fridays from five thirty to seven played underground hip hop. And I loved underground hip hop. And it was at the same time as my commute home from my job. And so every Friday, as soon as I get home, I'd call the hotline and I'd request songs. And to just be very, very honest and frank about what happened, Sean P., who was mm. the, the host of that show one day, was like, uh, you don't sound like you're from uh, the hood. <laughs> and I was like, quite the opposite. I'm from the burbs. And he's like, you also don't sound like you're African-American. And I said, I'm very Caucasian. <laughs> Different words. And he's like, he's like, you're really into hip hop. I was like, yeah. He goes, you know, we're always curious to know what's happening in the suburbs with hip hop. Would you like to be on the show every week as a correspondent to give the quote unquote wow. white boy report? So I would call in every Friday and be like, OK, here's what the white kids are listening to in the suburbs. And like that was probably the first like quote unquote content I was ever involved with. Wow. Uh, and I loved it. And I went to college and I wanted to be a radio DJ. And I actually studied telecommunications. I ended up becoming the program director of our college radio station. I got all the way to commercial wow. radio and was a commercial radio DJ and a morning show DJ. And I realized I hated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plot twist. Why? At what point did you realize you hated it? The fourth Saturday night in a row when I was working the midnight to 6 a.m. Mm. shift at the college at the alternative commercial radio station who uh, their studio was what we called a fishbowl. So it had one giant window and that window faced all of the bars in East Lansing, Michigan. So I'd see all my friends going into the bar and I'd see all of them coming out and then I'd still have four more hours of playing Nirvana. Oh so, my God. For nine bucks an hour. And I was like, this sucks, I don't wanna do it. But that was my first like content was uh, actually being a radio DJ and I loved being a radio DJ. That's so cool. That's so, and so so. How'd you go from that? I'd love to hear the story. So, radio DJ, music world, right? Hip hop influence. Obviously, you mentioned a bit of you know that. I guess the the, the bar side was it that was that the next step? Is it that you opened the the bar to kind of bridge the music? In? Like how'd you how'd you jump to hospitality? I'll, I'll speed the timeline up, but yeah. essentially. I graduated college. I moved to New York City to be in the music business. I started working for an independent agents, uh, agency that helped underground college metal, punk rock, hardcore, emo bands basically break. Um, a year and a half later, that company shut down. Me and some friends started a very similar company. I ran that for years. We were ridiculously successful. Uh, I, par I parted away with my partner, started something under Warner Music Group, doing something similar. Long story short, that fell apart, but I'd started the bar at that point. And when mm -hmm. that when that opportunity came to a close, I was like, 
look, I don't want to work in the music business anymore. I really like, I really enjoy hospitality. I enjoy the plight of the independent entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I really like, I've always loved hospitality. I'm obsessed with food. I'm going to go figure out how I can take like marketing agency, tech and hospitality. And like, where can I ball that together? So that was 20, that. that was like 2011. Wow. Uh, and like I said, at that point I had the bar. And so, you know, from there, the timelines have just converged. Uh, you know, I got further and further away from music and so here we are now. That's awesome. And when, when, you know, you, you describe the concept behind uh, handcraft burgers and brew, but what made you open that type of place, right? Like, it sounds like you have a ton of experience, hip hop background, radio DJ, music. And then like, what made you say, Hey, I want to open a handcraft burger and brew joint versus any other joint, right? So that's a fun question because I never wanted to own a restaurant or bar again after, after, <laughs> after we, so I, like I said, I owned a bar. Uh, we sold it for an incredible loss in 2016. It is now, uh, 2024, eight years later, and I'm still paying off the debt. Like it oh was a God. disaster. Okay, it wow. was the disaster of disasters. Uh, and I said, I will never ever do this again. Like I'm not a good operator. It's not that I don't love that life. I just know I'm bad at it. Uh, well, about two and a half years ago, my partners in Handcraft Burgers and Brew own a bunch of other gastro pubs that are really successful. And they called me and they were my clients at the time for consulting and said, mm. Uh, hey, we're going to launch a QSR. You know, can we hire you to do marketing? And I was like, well, that is what I do. So I said, yeah. They're like, no, 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 but we don't want to touch marketing. Like you are fully in charge. Don't, we don't want you to consult. We want you to do. And I said, okay, that's a different scope. Here's my proposal. Uh, and they called me and said, yeah, we can't afford this. Would you want equity? And I said, not a freaking chance. Somebody <laughs> else. I don't want that. Uh, already long story short, they asked me why I gave them all the objections. They removed them from my contract and they said, how about now? Uh, wow. and at that point I was like, Hmm, so all I have to worry about is marketing. Yeah. That sounds like a fun game. And I said, yes. So That's I had awesome. nothing to do with the concept. I had nothing to do with the menu. I had nothing to do with the branding. I had nothing to do with the logo, nothing. I got handed the business 45 days before we opened. <laughs> Wow. That's kind of, that's kind of super interesting. And so, you know, he, you know, we have a lot of restaurant listeners, uh, in our newsletter, I think we have like over 20,000 restaurateurs that subscribe. And so we love giving them like a bunch of nuggets and wisdom and lessons. So, I mean, first thing, first I got to ask is eight years later and he's had still paying off. So I find sometimes there's good lessons from mistakes made. Can you highlight oh. any of the mistakes you made just to, to share with the audience? I like to tell people, uh, you know, some people get an MBA like a formal education right. doctorate. I got what I call a street MBA. Uh, I learned the same amount of stuff and I paid the same amount of money. I just don't have like a right. fancy thing to put on the wall. So that's um, a good way of putting it. You know, when we lost the bar uh, in 2016, I, I couldn't tell you how many phone calls we got from everybody, including tons of operators like, you did what? Yeah, we sold it at a loss. Like, how is that possible? We were on every best of list in the city. We were press darlings. Place was packed all the time. You know, in 2014, 15, we had like 15,000 people on our email list. It was wow. a dive bar. You know, we had a four point something on Google and Yelp. We had thousands of followers on social media. Like there are restaurants in 2024 that don't have that. You wow. know what I mean? And people would say to us, like, how the hell did you lose the bar? Yeah. And I would tell them the truth. We had a bad partnership. Our other operators screwed us, yada, yada, yada. And then I realized something really important. 
we were actually great marketers. We were great branders. And we really knew because the three of us came from the music business and we approached the bar like it was a brand. We didn't approach it like it was a product or had products or a service model. We looked at it as a brand and we developed it like a brand. And other bars and restaurants started to call me and saying like, can you help me with my bar and restaurant? And I realized like I learned an important skill. I learned how to develop a hospitality business from a brand aspect with no budget and using digital marketing. And in 2015, that was practically revolutionary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm digging in. I have a skill set that's missing in this industry. I'm going to go help every restaurant and bar I possibly can. Wow. That's super fascinating. I, and I think that there's a little lesson there, which is sometimes like don't only focus on the things you're not good at, but like double down on the things you are good at, right? Oh, and, you will see an article coming out for me soon, okay? Uh, my life motto is be awesome at two things and outsource everything else. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you're too good at one of them or you don't care anymore, let it go and learn a new and <laughs> research. Make number two, number one, and get a new number two. That's awesome. That, that is good feedback. It's funny. I did this exercise not too long ago. It was actually making a list of the things that kind of like take energy from me and the things that like give me energy. And then like I was adding dollar signs to them, like which ones are like high value, low value, you know? And then it was funny because then as I, as I was doing this exercise, I'm like, man, there's certain things that I really like and are high value, certain things I just like and are not. And you start realizing like you're never going to be good at everything. So to your point is like, how do you step one, just recognize that so you can fill those gaps, right? It's like some some people will break their heads and say, okay, I'm not good at, I don't know, Excel. Let me try to become an Excel expert. When the answer is really like, if you're not going to Excel, just find someone who's going to Excel to help you with that part, you know? You know, per- perfect example from, from the music business, or sorry, from the restaurant business. And again, on marketer, I have a marketer's perspective. But like yeah. when independent restaurant owners say to me, I got to be better at social media, you're going to continue to say that for the next 10 years. Don't know. You need to be better at hiring somebody to do it for you and communicating the values of your brand so you could go back to running the business. That makes sense. That makes sense. So for restaurateurs listening, what what would you say is some of the ways they can maybe um, take advantage of, you know, marketing efforts? And I know there's probably a million and one things. Marketing is a pretty big umbrella, but maybe from your industry experience, are there a couple nuggets or things you typically see? You go into a venue like, look, day one, these are a couple of things you can start doing right away just to maybe share some wisdom. Okay. First of all, and thank you yeah. for asking. My, tactical questions are my favorite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody's trying to figure out the how to, I got the how to's. I'm happy to share them. Beautiful. Number one, let's start by uh, changing our thinking. Nobody follows a restaurant on Instagram unless they have eaten there or they plan to eat there, mm-hmm. which means followers are actually guests which means that organic social media is a retention channel, not an acquisition channel. And so restaurants need to create content that speaks to guests, not to new acquisition. And yes, people who have heard about a restaurant might look at the Instagram before they go there, but they're looking to go there to find out what is the experience. And so if your content talks to guests, it will make that person understand what it's like to be a guest. So. Myth number one, organic social media will get me new customers. It will not. It is a retention channel. Approach it as such. Mm. Also, because the algorithm shows your content to nobody, it's a shitty retention channel because you got to pay for it to work. 
Okay, so now that we've reset that, here are two things that every restaurant should do that are scalable, affordable, and will drive both a rainfall, or sorry, will drive both a waterfall of new guests and, re and retained guests, okay? Number one, 67% of your guests and the traffic to your website should be coming from something that starts with a big G and ends with Google, okay? <laughs> and if you have not prioritized coming up at the top of near me searches on Google, you're doing it all wrong, mm. okay? And optimizing for near me searches on Google is ridiculously easy. It's ridiculously easy, okay? Step number one, get a listings management tool. Uh, we use Marquee at my restaurant. I don't recommend any other tool. They're the best in the business. But go get a listings management tool. Put your menu in there, your photos, your hours of operation, everything that's cool about your business into Marquee or whatever listings provider you use. And make sure that information is the same on Google, Bing, Yahoo, Yelp, Foursquare, Facebook, Siri, Apple Maps, Alexa, TripAdvisor. Can you tell I've said this before? I love that. When that's you awesome. do that, you will be optimized for near me searches. Okay, that is simple. Use the software. It'll cost you a hundred bucks or less a month and boom, you're, you're optimized for local search. Love that. Oh my God, wait, marketing works in the background and I don't have to do anything? Yes. <laughs> that, is like the, that is like the restaurant's dream. And it's like, yes, just turn on a listings management provider. Number one, okay, awesome. number one. That will drive you more guests in a scalable, easy, affordable way. Now, let's take the other side of the coin. How do you get those guests that you've spent money to get through the door to come back? Acquisition costs dollars, retention costs pennies, okay? Here's what you do. Collect every single person's email address you possibly can. And this works if you're McDonald's or the local pizza shop, okay? This works for all brands. And send out at least a newsletter every other week, okay? Mm. And don't, restaurants get in their head like, oh, I've even seen major brands. We don't know what to put in email. Go subscribe to Red Robin and go subscribe to the Capitol Grill. Every single email they send is exactly the same. Logo, a couple of key buttons, a hero image, a two right. menu, two sentence description and order now. They are beautiful. You can consume them in 30 seconds and they take zero brain work. Okay. If it works for those two companies, it will work for yours. Okay. Manage your listings, collect emails, and send a bi-weekly newsletter or weekly if you can. If you do that alone, you will outperform your competition. I love that. And I'm a big fan of getting tactical too because that's one of the things I love when I listen to podcasts is getting actual like, information that I can act on. And so definitely I, I want to dive a, a little deeper. So it's great advice. On the collecting emails, what are some ways – again, I'm not – asking you to give away all your secrets here, but what are some ways you would maybe encourage or inspire restaurateurs to collect emails? By the way, I have no secrets. I will share <laughs> everything with everybody because that's you know awesome. what? I'm a hundred percent confident. Nobody will do it as good as we do. So that's fine. I'm happy to share it. I love that. The fastest, easiest, simplest, best, most scalable way to add emails to your database, other than take online orders or reservations, restaurants already do that. Yeah. This is the one, this is the one to add. Okay, 31% of the emails in my database for my restaurant were done this way and it cost me $19 a month. That's peanuts, okay? Yeah, it's something. Free gated Wi-Fi. Mm. Every single person that walks into your restaurant that is willing to be marketed to is happy to join your Wi-Fi. And if you make sure they have to give you their email address to get to it, you will grow your database 
in unbelievable. We on average at the burger shop add 10 people a day to our database. Wow. Okay. Now here's the thing. Most people that walk into a restaurant are an unknown. They walk in off the street. They either go to the maitre d' and, and get sat at the table or they go to the bar. They order from the cash register and right. there's no exchange of data there. Right. Right. Or let's say that we go to a restaurant and there's four of us and I make the reservation. I'm the known, but you and the other two people aren't. How do I get Correct. your Wi-Fi? I'm telling you, there's a company called Viva Spot. There's lots of companies you can use. I use okay. Viva Spot because A, it's 19 bucks a month. B, it works. And C, and I can't believe this is the case. They're the only gated Wi-Fi provider for restaurants that has a direct integration into MailChimp. Mm -hmm. And if I can automate a process, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of automation too. Okay, that's awesome to hear because yeah, I know there's solutions out there, but it's always good to get tactical because that's that's the other battle sometimes. And like for people listening, do your research, feel free to find a tool. But when there's a tool recommended by someone using it, that's always helpful because it does take a lot of time to find the right tools, right? It's like like if you're okay, if you're a full service restaurant and you take reservations, great. You have a reservation system, that's an awesome way to add emails. Right. If you're a QSR, fast casual, online ordering, app ordering, again, same thing. But if you're like a bar, like nobody has to make a reservation at a bar. Nobody orders online. They just walk up to like, man, that's like a business full of unknowns. For sure, I would get Wi-Fi there because that's, that's the other thing too is people sit in a bar longer. And at some point, they're going to get on their phone and they want to get on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok or they want to – like free gated Wi-Fi, man. 19 bucks through Viva Spot. Amazing, amazing feedback. I, people listening, I think, are already going to be Googling these tools, the, the listing tool you mentioned. This is awesome. Um, I'll give, give you one more tool that I think is unbelievable. Please do. Okay, there's this brand new – jump on this because nobody's on this yet. It's called Guru Club, okay? okay? And what Guru Club does is it gets you word of mouth from your current guests by turning every single guest into a social media influencer, okay? Here's how it works. Me, Rev, who actually is an influencer. Let's say it's not me. It's, it's somebody else. It's, <laughs> okay. my friend, it's my friend Amy, who's not an influencer. Okay. Walks into your restaurant and has ordered food, and she takes a picture of the food, which everybody does now. There's a little sign there that says, tag us on Instagram for five bucks off your next order. Mm. Okay? Now, if Amy takes a picture of her food and puts it up, on her Instagram and tags your account. She's now shared it with all of her followers. Okay. Oh my God. I love this burger. Three and a half seconds later, Instagram DMs her and sends her a coupon for five bucks off her order. Now, if she's already ordered and it's a quick serve restaurant, she can use it on the next order. But like, let's say it's a fine dining restaurant where it's kind of hard to do all that stuff. You could have your server go over and go, hey, hint, guys, uh, if you take a picture of that amazing steak I just put in front of you or that, you know, hen of the woods or whatever, you know, amazing pasta dish. Like, hey, you guys want me to do the cheese pull for me? By the way, get your cameras out. Tag us on social. You can get five bucks off this meal while you're here. Every single person at that table is going to take out their phone, take a picture of the pasta pole and put it. And all of a sudden, five people who are in the restaurant right there just promoted you to all their friends. And all you had to do is give them five bucks. You'll That's do amazing. it all day long, man. Guru Club. It's the Guru only Club. influencer uh, technology I've seen out there that like is easy to use and works. I love that. I love that because you, you often see restauranters, you know. 
I'm all, I'm I'm more focused always on the 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 back of house. So really, whisk we help with cost of goods sold and all that. But you know, one of the main super complaints important. I was, uh, yeah, super important. But I, I one of the main complaints I was here from restaurants is ah, if we only had more people come through the door, you know, if we only had more traffic, like everything else is perfect, which often it's not perfect when we see the numbers in the PNL. But I see the the always assume everything's perfect, except it's just you know getting more traffic in the door, and so. I, I love what you're saying. What about when it comes to like, what are maybe some other tactics? And I'm thinking maybe on on social. So you mentioned like you, you t- touch a bit on like, okay, um, retention. But like when it comes to social, what platforms do you typically recommend people are on? And like what type of content? Because I feel sometimes from my conversations with restaurateurs, they lack maybe the the ideas of like, what should I post? Is your solution just finding someone to do it for you? Or do you have any thoughts that you can share of how maybe they can, you know, to quote your buddy, Sean Walshef, how they can become the show, not the commercial. Uh, but any, any, any kind of words of wisdom around that? Well, a don't do what I do because I will make it look harder. I don't know if you're following along the, uh, the, at my, at Handcraft Bergs and Brew, we just hired one of Santa's elves to work for, work for us. Oh, I didn't so see we, that. We have a content series of all the things that happened when we hired one of Santa's elves. That's awesome. I'm going to make it look a lot harder. <laughs> So don't do what I do or, or inspire to do what I do. But look, first of all, you're right. If you don't have the skill set and you're not going to learn the skill set and it doesn't make sense for you to learn the skill set, get somebody else. Like 100% get somebody else who's really good. For, for sure, get somebody else. But I think it's good to understand it so that you can give direction, mm. right? And so even if you're not going to do it, you kind of have to understand them, some of the mechanics so right. you can be better at giving direction to the person that's going to do it. So I'm a fan of that. But that being said, Restaurants, TikTok, man, it's awesome, but it's really hard. And because it's really hard, Instagram. Mm. So I would tell all restaurants, until you have a solid, consistent flow of content on Instagram, do not prioritize any other network, right? Interesting. Because here's the thing. I taught a class on TikTok that TikTok actually wrote the curriculum, okay? And I I wrote the book, TikTok for Restaurants. I understand it. Okay. Here's the thing nobody realizes about TikTok, but they, but you need to realize and they want you to understand. Okay. TikTok is not social media. It is not a social media network. Okay. It's entertainment. Mm. TikTok's competitors are YouTube and Netflix, not Facebook and Instagram. Mm, Interesting. So, so if you are trying to create content for TikTok and Instagram, okay, it will work. If you optimize for TikTok and move it to Instagram, but if you've created, you can't make Instagram content mm. on TikTok. And again, because TikTok is harder, I tell restaurants when you can be consistent with three to four in-feed posts a week on Instagram and three to four stories per week with stickers and calls to action, when you can be consistent about that, then maybe you can consider TikTok. That's good. That's a good way of putting it. It's funny you mentioned it because now I think back, I'm like, yeah, my TikTok does kind of suck. And it's like, I'm literally doing what you said not to do, which is basically just posting my Instagram stuff on TikTok. But I, I, lo- I love what you said because it, it, I mean, now it sounds so obvious that you said it, but it's true. Like TikTok is way more entertainment and, and probably means different forms of video, different styles of video. And um, yeah, for people listening, that's, that's a good nugget is start with Instagram, post three, four times a week, get good at that one channel. And then almost as a graduation, you move on to you move on to TikTok once you can say you've been consistent. What do you and let me ask you, what do you consider consistent? So three, four times a week for how long before you're like, all right, you have earned the badge of TikTok now? 
I mean, I think that's at the discretion of the of the content creator, the manager and the owner. Like if you're yeah. like, hey, I got time my day and we're not achieving what we want to do. We want to look at this other channel. Great. Yeah. Try out TikTok. Cool. I still would prioritize listings management, Google search ads, yep. gated Wi-Fi, email and SMS before I would prioritize organic content and social. Love that. And so you, you touched on the other four, but maybe to touch on the last one, because you just mentioned SMS as number five. Can you chat a bit about that? how you leverage SMS or how restaurants can leverage SMS? Sure. So, I mean, SMS is a great way to drive retention. It just has to be used the right way. And what people need to realize is that SMS is really good when it's tied to an air quotes event. Okay. And an event could be an actual event. Like, Hey, we're having a you know, New Year's Eve party, buy your ticket. Now that's an event, but also um, buy one, get one free burrito today only is an event. Right. Or, hey, we have a new seasonal menu. That's an event. Anything that has like a timely expiration is good for SMS because you're basically asking somebody to take an immediate action because Mm -hmm. SMS, man, if I text you now, you don't see it for like a day or whatever. You see, you don't take action. It's gone in like an hour. You know what I mean? The half life of a text is like it's nothing. So you have to make sure that when you're using SMS, it has to be instantly actionable. Now, it could also be hey, we're giving away free whatever on our Instagram account, click here. Like that's an event. It, it yeah. has a timely expiration. Got it. That, that's actually some really good context. And because I got to ask this, because you gave some good tool recommendations, at the end of the day, the tool you know, is, isn't everything, but do you have a tool that you recommend for the SMS side? 100% Ovation. And I wouldn't use it. Uh, people ask me who do you use oh, for SMS. Okay. I was like, okay. I wouldn't even consider anybody but Ovation. So, awesome. Yeah, we just had Zach on the on, on the show. He's, he's awesome, he's awesome dude. Yeah, great guy. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't even put two and two together because I'm like, yeah, they get feedback and all this, but okay, that makes sense. They do SMS uh, well, marketing. Right. It's the it's the feedback thing first, right? SMS thing later. So it, Got it. and we use Ovation for lots of things, and SMS is probably in the bottom of the top ten things we do with it. Okay, wow. Okay, this is great. This is awesome. So, guys, you heard it there. Five five actionable things with suggested tools you can even use. So, that's awesome. And then just kind of maybe changing gears. So I know we chatted a bit about, you know, handcraft burgers and brew, but I know you're also head of revenue marketing for branded hospitality ventures. So, shifting gears, tell, can you, for, for the people that don't know, maybe just chat a little bit about what is branded hospitality ventures? Sure. So, uh, Brandon, those are my partners and we essentially are a hospitality excel, uh, acceleration firm. The, the majority of what Brandon does as a company is invest into hospitality tech solutions that are proven to help operators. That yeah. is, I think we have 44 investments. We just had our third exit literally last week. Um, nice. but we find, uh, you know, pre series, a series, a seed level hospitality solutions that actually are helpful. And we, give them money. That's um, awesome. But we also have a suite of services around that, which I'm the head of one of them. Uh, and we help those uh, hospitality solutions providers to accelerate something. Could be sales, could be go to market, could be strategy, could be marketing, could be whatever. But it's uh, we have acceleration type scenarios. Me in particular, I oversee revenue marketing. And so I help, you know, hospitality tech solutions with what I call CMO stuff. I'm a former tech CMO. That's my highest skill set. So if you need help with demand generation, content marketing, funnel acceleration, sales go to market, like I deliver highly tactical solutions for helping restaurants as a as a solutions provider. 
That's awesome. Okay, we'll definitely have to talk. I mean, on a side note, I got to pick your brain uh, for 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 whisk. That's that sounds super uh, super up our alley of what we're looking for. So we'll, yeah, we'll definitely and talk. So, but I do two. Th- I have two types of clients there. So half of my clients are the same type of clients that branded invest into. Right. Uh, and you don't have to be a branded investment to work with me at all. Okay. I'm, my island is is separate but equal. It's a, okay. We have a bridge. Uh, I also help restaurants with their marketing. So I have lots of clients who are restaurants and I help them with marketing strategy and marketing tactics and marketing creative. So I help solutions providers. I help marketers, uh, restaurants as well. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, on the personal side, I'm reaching out. We're going to chat because I definitely got to pick your brain about whisk, but on the restaurant side for people listening, how do they get in touch with you? So maybe a quick plug if they're interested in like, Hey, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He already gave me five awesome tips. I want to chat with Rev. How do I reach Rev? You could go to any social media or entertainment channel like YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram. I have almost 800,000 followers across all of those. So just pick one. I'm under Rev CNCO. I read all my DMs. That's probably an easiest way, your preferred one. I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn, but any of these ways work. Uh, I'm rarely at the hamburger shop, so thinking you're going to run into me there is not the best idea. <laughs> awesome. And for those listening, Rev Cianso, C-I-A-S-C-I-O, C-I-A-N-C-I-O, just so for people listening to the podcast, I can easily yeah. now, uh, type it out. here's the other thing. I don't know when this show is going to go live um, or when the content will be shared, but on January 31st and February 1st, I've teamed up with the Digital Restaurant Association and Branded, and we are hosting a free online restaurant marketing summit where I have almost 30 speakers who are going to share content similar like this, not strategies, but tactics. Here's how you get more loyalty signups. Here's how you come up higher in search. Here's how to respond to reviews. Here's how to choose technology. In fact, we have an entire live hour where people can show up and ask restaurant marketing questions. That's it's, awesome. It's the, it's the DRA restaurant marketing summit powered by branded. It's a restaurants, uh, restaurants grow.com slash summit S U M M I T. It's a hundred percent free. Um, you know, I go to 12 or 13 conferences a year and I realized two really important things. Number one, when people, when thought leaders get on stage at conferences, they don't share tactics. They share strategies. They go, right. your restaurant has to have loyalty, not here's how to get more loyalty signups. Correct. So marketers are looking for tactics and they're not getting it. Also, here's the other thing I noticed. Um, the people that need the tactics are the people that actually do the marketing for the restaurants. And those people don't get sent to the conferences. The CMO does or the CEO. So not only are these people lacking in tactics, there's no resource for restaurant marketers to learn how to market better. That's why we created this. It is literally 48 hours free of like more content than you could possibly consume on how to be better at your job. Because it's a virtual summit, the content will stay live in the summit for 90 days after the event. So if somebody's hearing this and it's 90 days after February 1st, I'm bad at math. That sounds like April something, May 1st, I don't know, whatever. For $97 you can buy a VIP pass that gets you 24 seven access to not only all of the content, but all of the content from the last three summits is the fourth time we've done this. Oh, so wow. okay. y- you have 90 days to consume, you know, like I said, the TikTok class I taught last summer, that's in there. There's, more, there's more marketing content than you could ever want. So if you hear That's this awesome. and it's after February 7th, you want it for less than a hundred bucks, you can have a master class on marketing. That's awesome. That sounds great. So yeah, to our restaurateurs, we'll, de- we'll definitely plug this, I think, in our newsletter and in, uh, in our social channels because I'm a big fan of just trying to help restaurants, period. And that's my personal inspiration behind why I started Whisk. 
but that extends beyond just you know cost of goods we have the same mission (laughs) there you go that's awesome, man. Okay, so so Brandon Hospitality Ventures. So now now I got a good sense of that. So go, going back to maybe like um, the the. Do you, want, do you want to talk about the children's book I put out last year? Or is that not relevant? That, to that, no, I love that. That's that, that was a. Th- I had four things on my on my list for you. One <laughs> one was one was uh, uh, hand obviously the the handcraft burgers and brew. Two was branded hospitality. Uh, three was your. Ebook. I think you had a, a, a restaurant marketing ebook. If I'm not mistaken, I have, like, I have like ten of them out. Oh, I have ten now. Okay, okay. So I, uh, but I didn't know about the children's book. Tell me about this book. I didn't have that on my list of questions, so I got to hear it. Last year, my cousin and I co-published the super funny dinosaur activity book for kids. That's awesome, uh, and it's a hundred pages of. Puzzles, dot to dots, games, jokes, stories, coloring, mazes, like nonstop. Um, I got an inkling about a year and a half ago that I really wanted to do something where I could make uh, mailbox money. Yeah. I couldn't come up with a way for it. And then I got hit with a video on TikTok that was like, do you know how easy it is to put out low content books on TikTok? And I went down the TikTok rabbit hole and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this course for 97 bucks. And a year later, me and my cousin have put out this book. It's sold, That's I think, about 100 copies in eight weeks, which That's I'm insanely awesome. grateful for. But I mean, look, I'm not telling people to go buy my book. If you got a kid six to 10 who is you're sick of hearing them say I'm bored or you want them off YouTube. Uh, it's 10 bucks. So, That's awesome. But here's the thing. This is the, the takeaway I want people to get from. Um, it is within your power to accomplish anything that you set your mind to anything. And I wanted to come up with something new for my business that was totally out of my comfort zone, that I had no idea what I was doing, that generated a different revenue stream. And I got curious about that. And I went down a couple of rabbit holes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put out a kid's activity book. Why? Because mm. I'm passionate about that. I have a seven-year-old. Mm. And he told me uh, before we put it live, he said, Dad, I want you to tell Amazon that I said this is awesome and they should sell it. So, <laughs> so I wanted to do something cool for my kid and I figured a way to you know, super hack my way into building it. And you know, lo and behold, we got an activity book. So, That's so know, cool. any, anything is possible, man. You just have to dedicate yourself to doing it. Yeah, well said, and and it's funny. I I always, well, at least with my like you know immediate circle, I always say, don't be cheap when you invest in yourself. I find people will be so cheap, and it's like I'm, well, I guess I'm fortunate or lucky, but like my DNA, the way it works, I I genuinely love to learn. Like I love to learn. So for me, if I see something that makes sense, it's a no brainer. Like I'll pay no problem. If it's free, I'll consume free. Like I genuinely love learning. Uh, so. I, but I found it's not as common as you'd think. And people sometimes will want to learn a new skill, or but like they don't know where to start. And I'm like, guys, there's so much free content. There's YouTube. And even if you want to go deeper, you know, like when I got into photography, as an example, as a hobby years ago, it's like, it was a no brainer. I signed up for a course. It was like 49 bucks. And it's like, I learned everything I had to learn to get, you know, like get started. It's like, I find sometimes restaurant related or not, just in general, when you want to learn something, assuming you're interested, if not interested, obviously outsource it. But if there's some level of interest, don't be cheap. Just invest. And like the perfect example is the summit you're speaking of. If a restaurateurs or rest marketing experts in the restaurant world can benefit, it's ninety seven bucks, right? Like just just do it as an example, right? But I, but well, I'd love on. to know your take. It's, yeah. it's free. Yeah, completely free. It's if they want the it's recording. Free. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't. Again, I don't know when this is going to air. You can if somebody if somebody saw this today, you can actually buy the VIP today. And 90% of the content is already live. You could start watching it oh, today. Nice. Right, because in the last three years. No. 
This nope. year's content is live from oh, VIP. Oh, shit. Right okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Because, yeah, I know you were saying if they buy the pass, they have the 90 days and they get the other three sessions. But you're actually saying on top of that, if they buy the VIP, they can actually access it now. Wow. Okay. And, and look, there, there's some content that's actually live during the summit. You can't right. get that. Real, right. Anyway. Okay. Super but yeah, cool. But you're, but you're right. You, If you want to learn something, there's a low cost way to step into learning, especially with the internet. Like, yeah. There's every course imaginable on every possible topic there is. Yeah, exactly. Which is always so, for, for me, it's so exciting. It's like anything you want to learn, you can learn. You want to learn, to your point, how to make a children's book, how to, like, you learned and you did it and you execute it, which is awesome. Yeah, um, and listen, the other thing too is I'm not a designer. I don't know how to, are you kidding me? I didn't do this. But I called my cousin who's a graphic designer and I said, listen, do you want to take your skill set? I outsourced. Right. And my skill set, which is like marketing and, you know, content, whatever. Do you want to combine it? And he was like, let's do it. All right. I great. That. I just I needed a partner in believing. That's amazing. And and one thing I want to just touch on real quick is like, obviously, you have a ton of interesting advice and, and tactics and you, you could tell you've done it and you've been in the field. Um, I always love to share like any anecdotes or case studies. Anything that comes to mind when you think about like things you've done on the marketing side, any initiatives that you just love to share, like maybe something that comes to mind of like, you know, wh whether it be getting more clients in, whether it be, you know, the, the, the examples you gave with the Wi-Fi, I find anecdotes are always great. So I don't know if you have any stories that come to mind of ways or a way or a client that's, that's, that you've helped recently. Am I speaking to restaurants or tech providers in this answer? <laughs> restaurants, but I mean, now I'm kind of curious about tech providers. But yeah, I was thinking restaurants got the majority of our audience, but selfishly, I kind of want to hear about tech providers. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, for, for restaurants, like, first of all, no marketing idea is ever going to work if you only message it once. Okay. And no mark, you're never going to know the efforts of a marketing idea if you only do it for a little bit. You know, I have, a, I'll give you a client and I'll make it simple. I'll talk about a single unit operator. Okay. Perfect. Cause we can all understand that. I had a client who was, you could not get a reservation from seven to 9 PM Monday, uh, you know, Tuesday through Saturday. You just couldn't, it's a small place is ridiculously popular. You know, they were sold out 30 days in advance, but they started opening at four o'clock. Right. And then the whole outdoor thing happened in New York City. And now we had all this excess capacity and mm. nobody was booking that. We're like, we're available. It's the same menu. Like, why has it got to be seven to 10 or seven to nine? Right. So we created this thing called uh, Pasta Happy Hour. It was their number one dish. And it was half off all pastas, four to 6 p.m. every day. And if you sit outside, it's any hour. So you could show up at eight o'clock. Wow. And, you know, we sent out an email, we sit, we did Instagram, we built some ads, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. Oh, it took 90 days and then it just clicked. And now you also can't get a seat during pasta. Yeah. So it awesome. was like, but we like, it was a good idea. We just had to stick with it. And you know how many emails and ads we created and trying like different and we use this mm. image or that image. We knew it was a good idea. We had to A-B test our theory till we got it right. And look, we took feedback along the way. And look, it was the number one selling item. It wasn't that the food sucked and it wasn't that the service sucked. Just we didn't get it right. And finally we got it right. And now you can't get in this. You literally, they actually bought another restaurant space to handle the amount of reservations. Like, Wow. What a story. That's really cool. And it's, it's funny. And I think that the lesson there, and it's funny, I tell my team, 
if I, if we fail on an initiative, I just want to be sure like we failed because it, it failed and not because to your point, maybe we didn't try long enough or maybe the copy could have been better. So it's like what I like, I want to go all in and make sure like for whatever, it could be a ebook, it could be a Facebook ad. It's just like, I always say like, I want to fail with like certainty. So it's like, well, Angela, we tried, like I want my team to tell me, Angela, we tried 82 variations and I tried seven different copy. Like I want to know. So if we failed, it really failed and not like, oh, we tried, we tried YouTube ads. Didn't really work. What did you do? Yeah, we launched one this one time and then we took it down. It's like you need more than that. And so I think there's, there's a nugget there, which is like trying, but trying doesn't mean, you know, trying requires, I think, volume and time <laughs> and then, you know, reiterating um, to really see. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's technically only a failure if you don't learn from it. Oh, yeah. Well said. I love that. OK. And so look, to wrap things up, I know we're coming up on time, but um What's next for Rev? So I know you got this uh, this conference at the end of the month, uh, but I'd love for you to plug anything you want. So podcast, your website, and just anything kind of on the horizon I mean, uh, I coming like up I for did, you. I feel like I did a lot of plugging. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you are a restaurant in uh, North Jersey, you should call me ASAP. Uh, me and two of my partners have released uh, something called Babu. B-A-B-O-O. We've been kind of quiet about it. Okay. It doesn't have a website. It doesn't have a logo. But okay. essentially, we have created a marketplace for independent operators in North Jersey uh, that is commission-free and subscription-free. So you don't have to pay to be a part of it. And we are driving thousands of dollars of sa- in sales to local restaurants through this on a daily basis. Wow. And we don't take we don't take a big commission like the third parties. And we don't charge you a subscription fee like some of the other tech companies. It's a hundred percent free. Okay. Uh, Qu- question for you: mm-hmm. How do, if there's a website, where do people go to find Babu? Just reach out to me. Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the, the the marketplace is probably by the time this episode's live, it will actually be a thing. It will be yeah. real. But okay. uh, we are getting without it being live, we're actually already getting inbound requests because other That's restaurants awesome. are telling other restaurants, "Yo, you need this." That's the best word of mouth. That's awesome. Okay. Cool. So Babu, what else? Anything else on the horizon? Eh, listen, you need help with marketing, reach out to me. I'm happy to answer questions. Beautiful. And like, look, I get it. Not everybody has uh, the ability to uh, hire a, a consultant or it doesn't have a budget right now to pay things. Man, I produce a weekly newsletter, an almost weekly newsletter for free, where I literally share tactics just like I shared on this show today. It's restaurantsgrow.tv. It's 100% free. I'll never charge for it. It's literally like it's all of my marketing notes on a weekly basis. That sounds awesome. But, well, you heard it here, guys. A lot of feedback, a lot of places for you to check out tools, real tactics to actually help your restaurant. You got this uh, this awesome conference or, or, or live, live conference happening at the end of the month that people can attend for free. So ton of things. You got baboos. I mean, so many, so many cool things coming up. So for people listening, I think you got some homework and some actionable things you can act on to all our restaurateurs. And Rev, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your wisdom because I think it's super helpful to our listeners. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for sharing some wisdom and I'll see you next time. It's a pleasure and honor. Thank you. Feel free to check out wist.ai for more resources and schedule a demo with one of our product specialists to see if it's a fit for you. Mm-hmm.